Welcome to the Unfamiliar Shift with me, Ariella, the Boutique Lifestyle Leaders Association's Hospitality Show. This is a podcast about the boutique hospitality community and how its top industry executives and leaders stay up to date on the best innovative trends in boutique hotels all around the world. Each season, I'll bring my favorite visionaries to candidly discuss new philosophies, ideas, and innovations in the hospitality industry, primarily the boutique community. I'm excited to share with you some of my intimate conversations with these extraordinary leaders as we navigate the unfamiliar shift of boutique hospitality. This podcast is brought to you by Solanus, the intuitive boutique hotel property management system. On today's episode of The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella, the amazing Carolyn Schneider, BLLA Advisory Board Member and Co-Founder and President of Cassetta Group will be joining us. Carolyn grew up in sunny Los Angeles and graduated from New York University. After working in NYC nightlife and restaurants, it was not long before she fell in love with hotels and started managing events at the Ace Hotel New York. From there, she joined the team at Vikram Chatwal Collection in New York, bringing her sales and marketing skills to the forefront. When Ace Hotel Group decided to open in downtown LA, Carolyn was recruited to head back to the West Coast to build accounts from the ground up in a culturally emerging landscape. Her experience did not stop there. From her work with Proper Hospitality to Seidel Group to even co-founding a consulting company for emerging hospitality companies, Carolyn was a champion of the boutique lifestyle. Fast forward to the present day, Carolyn is with Cassetta Group and is furthering her passion for hospitality, management, and revitalizing small boutique properties. Now let me stop and take a breath so that we can welcome today's guest, Carolyn Schneider. Hey everyone, it's Ariella over here at the Unfamiliar Shift, and I am so thrilled to be joined with one of BLA's board of advisors and someone that I've looked up to for a while now. She's an absolute powerhouse in the hospitality industry. I'm joined here today with Carolyn Schneider, the president of Cassetta Group, which I know a lot of you have been so interested to see what they're doing. So, Carolyn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Yeah, I think that's a really fun thing to talk about. And I love hearing other people's stories in the industry as well. I honestly just climbed the ladder. I I was living in New York. I went to NYU. I started working in art galleries right after college and decided midway through that path that I had really fallen in love with hotels and wanted to figure out a way to get into that industry. And it all started with a you know concept of wanting to build my own brand and look at motels and start to renovate them. So I really started with that concept and then just tried to figure out how to break in and what I needed to, to do to understand that industry. So I started just working in hotels. I um, worked at front desk of the small hotel um, called the Chelsea Inn. And then I was a cocktail server at the Ace Hotel and just started networking, finding my way, figuring out what parts of the industry that I liked best. I ended up working in events, which was recommended to me as a way to really figure out all what all departments do at the hotel. Because when you're in events, you work with housekeeping, you work with the front desk, you're client facing. You have to deal with financials and the brand and really every piece of it. Events are really fun. And that was a a good sort of entry point to me. And from there, I started doing sales and marketing and ended up doing some guest experience and always along that path, choosing brands that I really admired. So always boutique brands. I worked with Ace Hotels, like I mentioned, and Proper Hospitality and Sedell Group. So 
really amazing, successful brands. And I got to meet some amazing people and help to formulate my plan and where I was headed with it. We started just three years ago. So it was 2019. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it was just three years ago that we started. And I had been really like planning for that moment of building the brand for a long time and just working my way to that point. Mm. Yeah, so let's go down this. So what was it like first building Cassetta Group? Talk to us about that process. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's been a really incredible journey and lots of changes. Obviously, we started this brand in the midst of a crazy global pandemic. Lots of, as they say, pivots here and there. But um, in general, I think the brand launched with this concept of wanting to be really artful and take over really beautiful buildings that just needed a little extra love and buildings that had a lot of potential in really amazing cities that have a lot of potential, but maybe there just wasn't the opportunity to have a great um, hospitality experience there before. So that was definitely part of the original focus of the brand. And I think now that we've been in it for three years, we've been able to evolve that a little bit and figure out how to um, best interact with our guests. And we're continuously learning and changing and figuring it out. But definitely the heart of it is these really amazing architectural gems that need this extra bit of service and design. And yeah, that's sort of where Cassetta comes in. What's your mission statement for all of your hotels? It's really long and I don't, I feel like we (laughs) need to definitely abridge it. But the gist of it is finding these timeless hotels, bringing design and service, and then creating an environment that our team members are really proud to be a part of and grow with. So far, we've been looking at properties that are under 100 keys. But yeah, we're not opposed or we're sort of open. Like if there was a great fit in a great city, we would totally be open to it. Yeah, so far that's been the sweet spot finding, especially the motel style properties or like yeah. old inns, they are typically like under that key count. But yeah, again, we would be open to different size hotels just depending on what the opportunity was. And now I want to get to kind of going back to building Cassetta. I also know Lance, your business partner. Can you talk to us about how you met Lance? What is that relationship like and how you guys are working together today? Yeah, Lance runs Montecito Venture Partners. And I think we Mm -hmm. really just met at the perfect time. I was actually working with Sedell Group at the time, but I had a consulting business on the side where I was, you know, helping to consult other hospitality brands. And at the same time was building out the concept of what this sort of motel renovation could be at some point. So Mm -hmm. I had concepts in mind. I had looked at real estate. I had built out financial plans and was just trying to figure out where to find funding or what to do. So I was thinking like it could be that I find a little motel that I lease, take some loans out or find the right partner to invest the brand and have them help purchase some properties. So I was really figuring out the financial part. Um, That's not my background at all. And I met Lance at the perfect moment where he had actually purchased three of the motels that we've um, now renovated together and was Mm. looking to build a brand rather than hiring a a separate brand or management company and paying a management fee to them. He was interested in, from a financial perspective, doing it all. And so we met at the right time and we both came with different experience and definitely both have a a major passion for the hospitality industry and just different sides of it. Together, we decided to build Cassetta Group as the um, brand and management company. And then Montecito Partners essentially manages the investors, investor side of it. So we are unique in that way and that 
in-house as Cassetta Group, we own, brand, and manage all of our properties. I love that. You don't hear that a lot. Definitely different setup. But it's nice because it it gives us a lot of control over the properties and we're Mm -hmm. not answering necessarily to any other third party. We're able to really have control over the product and figure out Mm -hmm. how to grow really just between the two, Montecito and and Cassetta together. Yeah. It takes a lot of courage to go down that path, to both own and operate. But like you said, to have that control over the experience, I think is something really unique. And I, I bet you it translates Mm-hmm. in so many different ways to the guests as well. Like they yeah. may not know that's what it is, but because of so many various aspects, they're feeling that more intimate mm-hmm. environment. I want to talk to you about one project that I got to walk through with you and Lance on a very hot day. Oh yeah, I <laughs> remember Silver that. Lake. Oh my gosh, it was so hot. And then I was walking down Sensa a couple months ago and I saw the church and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. Can you talk to us about your new project in Silver Lake? Yeah. So this is a church. It was built in 1931 and it, it was a Presbyterian church. It's really beautiful. It has stained glass. It's right on the corner of Griffith and Lucille. And it's actually different from our other projects in that it's a 40-year lease with the church, actually. So we're technically tenants of the church. And we took over the lease from a previous leaseholder who had already secured entitlement for bar, hotel, restaurant. So we were really lucky in that way and that most of that legwork had been done before we came on board. But our plans are now with the city. We're just waiting on final permitting. We have our contractor on site. We've done a bunch of demo and asbestos removal and all of the pre-construction work. Roofing is done. And yeah, so the plan is that it will be 25 plus rooms. And we're trying to get a few more rooms in there. There's a little pool outside and the choir space is this really beautiful seating area. The chapel floor will have a full restaurant that's roughly 100 seats with a bar. There's a rooftop and we're working on a members component to it so that Silver Lake locals can join and have access to the pool and rooftop. We recently acquired the building right next door to the property as well. So we're working Mm. on plans for that and how it may integrate eventually with the church. So yeah, awesome. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's really exciting. The building is so beautiful. Silver Lake is obviously amazing and has been booming for a long time, but there aren't that many um, great places to stay. And Mm -hmm. we're really excited to be the spot where people can stay and walk just, you know, a block down to sunset. I love that. And you know, I want to ask you this question. We ha- we also had Kat Lowe of Eaton Workshop on here. And she lives in LA. And she actually reminds me a bit of you. You both are very artist forward and have that beautiful skill of creating art in everything you do. But I want to ask you, what is Los Angeles culture to you? I love this question. It's so much fun. <laughs> so many different things. I grew up in LA on the West Side. And for me, LA is definitely about the ocean in a lot of ways and the mm. beach. So I equate a lot of LA with surfer, skater, culture, and you are in Venice. Malibu. So. Yeah, I live in Venice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That part of LA definitely speaks to me and that sort of like iconic PCH feel mm-hmm. and, and that side of it. And I think also when I was growing up here, there wasn't that much exciting food. It was LA wasn't wasn't called out for their food scene. It was more about New York. But now that's changed so much. And I think people have become 
you know, more knowledgeable about all of the amazing neighborhoods. We have Little Tokyo and Little Ethiopia and Koreatown. And there's just so much amazing, very diverse food. So Mm -hmm. I think that's another huge part of L.A. culture to me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's true that LA has so many different parts. I always equate PCH. Like whenever I drive it, my windows are going to be down. I'm going to like pull on the side, pull off the side of the road to watch the ocean. But I think being where I am at the bottom of the canyon. Yeah. Now it's like it's a little different for me. It's still a little bit beach because we have to paint a beach. Yeah. But now it's just like trees and yogis and like yeah. Kumbaya circles. <laughs> I know. Food. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like people shunned LA for a while for not having culture because it was so associated yeah. with Hollywood. And, West Hollywood in Hollywood. Yeah, and yeah. that. But I mean, there is so much going on here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly, I still, even being from LA, when I see the Hollywood sign, it's, ooh, it's just so, there's so many different aspects of culture in LA. And yeah, the Hollywood golden age. Exciting. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. I, I'm st- I still, whenever I see the Hollywood sign, I still just go back in yeah. time. And and like you have the houses and you have the palm trees. No, no, no. When I'm going down Beverly Hills and what is it like Canaan or whatever it is, and I see those palm trees yeah. on those beautiful streets. Totally. Oh, it's just LA that's is that just, life. Yeah, it is very iconic visually. And it's all just little postcards everywhere. The scenery is just so beautiful. You really remember how incredible just nature even in this city is that you can go to Griffith Park or go to Malibu and have such a totally different visual. It's amazing. We're going to hold on that note for just a moment as we introduce our sponsor, Solanus. They are an intuitive property management system powered by a business intelligence engine, offering the hospitality industry a single robust solution for managing hotels, resorts, vacation rentals, and corporate housing. Its ease of use, streamlined onboarding, and 24-7 support make it the preferred PMS solution. Headquartered in San Diego, Solanus is the vision of hospitality experts and technologists who believe it is time for a new era in property management. Ready to discover how they can work with you to elevate your property? Visit Solanus.com to get started. It's so true. You got the mountains, you got the ocean, you got the city. You just got it all here. I love that. Well, I want to ask you another question, which you already know I consider you this. And so does BLLA and Steve Boutique. <laughs> but would you consider yourself an artisan? And if so, why? Yeah. So I think it definitely took me a while to feel confident and comfortable saying Mm -hmm. that because Mm -hmm. I've never, I don't know, I've never been, I actually studied photography when I was in college a bit, but more like the history of photography. And I've never thought of myself as a talented artist. My grandmother was a sculptor and I've always surrounded myself with art. I love going to see art and work with Mm -hmm. art and be immersed in it, but I never owned it on my own. Mm -hmm. But I do think that building a brand is so much about creating that experience for people. And I think I've become more comfortable in that sort of like curatorial, taking some of the, I don't know, credit or just some of the realizing that I am that curator in a way. So maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not the one painting the, the portrait, but I definitely have a lot of excitement around bringing artists together and make that experience for people and, and, setting the scenes. Yeah, I mm. think in a roundabout way, it, it takes some guts for some reason for me to say, yes, I'm an artist or an artisan. But yeah, I would like to mm. own it a little bit more. And I yes, think I definitely am. 
Yeah, because so, you are. So thank I you for asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, what you build, especially the way you go about building hotel experiences, I don't think every hotel is built through, you know, from an artisan. But I think especially you're a phenomenal example of a hotel that's built from an artisan. I mean, obviously art is your background, but it's yeah. it, it's obviously so important to every part of the hotel experience. Yeah. Like the five senses, right? Definitely. Is and we love is. telling the story. Like w- we really mm. want to work with the locals and everything, even the bath amenities that we use. It's really an artful process in getting to that scent and finding the yeah. right combination of flavor and all of that. It's in food. It's in not just the art on the wall, but like the merchandise. There's just such a collaborative process. Even our bathrobes, working with designers and where to put the mm-hmm. logo and what color it should be. It really is all about creating and, and building just every single element that a guest would touch basically in the room. I'm going. I swear I'm going. If you can handle heat, Casa Cody, the marketplace is meant to open any day now. So we finally oh have gosh. beer and wine and sandwiches and snacks and stuff so you definitely I'll be there after come. the investment conference yeah <laughs> I'll need to chill out after two that. pools it's so great so yeah you should definitely check it out and I love the photos by the way when we saw the photos come in they're so beautiful everyone Thank go you. to Pasa Cody and Palm yeah. Springs <laughs> well let's get to something that I know we've kind of discussed before whether it's in our board meetings or on stage but the percentage of female-owned hotels is pretty small Is there anything that you can share with us about obstacles of being in the hotel investment, hotel operations world and being, you know, a woman? It's not, you know, we know that there's a lot of progression happening now, but is there anything you want to share with our listeners about that experience? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting that I am still often the only woman on a call with 10 people, especially when dealing with construction, development, finance and city even government. But I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to say this eloquently. It doesn't bother me. I feel like it empowers me almost a little bit more. It's, we are, yeah, still somewhat unique in the industry, but I have Mm -hmm. had really great sort of mentors and role models that have been women. And I think were really um, inspiring to me and helped me figure out next steps and things like that. So I hope women and people trying to get into the industry are intimidated by these big investment conferences where you do see a lot of dudes in suits. And I'm just so not that. I just try to be myself really (laughs) authentically and never try to be something that I'm not. You know, I am who I am. I, I personally don't have a finance background at all. So, you know, about finding the right people to hire or partner with who bring something to the table that I, I don't bring necessarily. But yeah, I think just not being afraid is a big thing. If you're going yeah. to a conference with a bunch of guys, and you're in that situation a lot, I'm sure. Yeah, if you're going to a conference and it's all guys in suits, just try to, I, I at least just try to be so much myself that it doesn't feel awkward or odd that I'm so different from everyone else. I try to use it as more of a powerful moment and it, it, it makes it less intimidating. That's interesting. Yeah, I've mentioned this before, but I think I have been in funny situations where people assume that I'm like 
the interior designer. Oh, or, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, yeah. or someone's <laughs> wife, anyone, just because I'm around guys so much. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just try to say, no, this is who I am. I, I don't know. I it just, I don't let it bother me as much, but it definitely is interesting that there's still that stigma. And it's honestly not just men who make those assumptions. Oftentimes it's women mm-hmm. too, which yes. is interesting. It's very but, true. I see that too. Not yeah. the intern. But yeah, I liked what you said though about being authentically you in like the investment environment or like the hospitality industry environment. I urge not just women, but also men, all of us to just be authentically you. I Mm -hmm. mean, what's the worst that can happen? If, you know, to make you feel better, I've been in a bright pink sequin outfit (laughs) at a hotel investment conference. Yeah. And I felt very powerful. Not everyone liked it. Yeah. But it's not like I lost any business or something. It was just me being me. You know, I come into Alice and I'm in like a a big old cheetah print suit velour outfit, you know, and you stand out and you're you and you'll attract the right people to come to you. So I think that's a really good point. I love that. So whoever's coming to a BLA conference, you (laughs) know, dress up. Yes, bring out the sequins and you (laughs) don't have to wear a suit. Well, we're going to need to wrap up soon here, but... What advice would you give to up-and-coming owners? Because, you know, I want to create my own hotels one day. Yeah. We have a lot of listeners who want to enter that world, too. Any advice for us? Oh, I think it's all about relationships, honestly. Just like yeah. really not just making friends, but making a good first impression, keeping in touch, always looking for other what else is out there. I think that's something that I still do. There's always someone who might be able to connect you to someone else. And you're so great at that, at making connections. And I think that's such a huge skill set that not mm-hmm. everyone has, actually. So I think, yeah, I think that that's a big part of it. I think I was never shy about asking someone to have a coffee or mm-hmm. ask questions. There's no way that you can know everything. So no. I think just being really open is important and mm-hmm. being really focused and driven. For me, in my experience, I, like I said, started really at the bottom, I guess you could say, just to learn what I needed to learn and kept Mm -hmm. building relationships until I got to where I wanted to be. And I, I think being really focused is important, at least in my trajectory. That helped a lot. I always knew that, okay, I'm a cocktail server right now, but I'm doing this because I want to have my own brand. Mm. So I think it helps me just really be strategic in my next moves. Yeah, no, I love that. That's thank you. That's it's so spot on. And it is, we're also in hospitality. So it's like relationships yeah. times 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know all industries have that, but I feel like there's like an extra push yeah. on that in hospitality. And also it's so important yeah. we're in hospitality. So I really think it's important to work in hospitality and understand mm-hmm. what all these yes. roles really are. A housekeeper's job is so hard and really the whole nexus of a hotel in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to understand that if you want to run your own hotel one day. So I'm really so grateful true. for all of that experience. Oh my gosh. I love that you said that. I was a housekeeper for one day. Yeah. At the Beach Inn. <laughs> I think that was one of the hardest days of my sure. life. And But you're right. I, I think a lot of amazing hoteliers have worked in many parts of the hotel because you kind of can't come in and, you know, from another, especially if you're coming from another industry and you have no experience in hospitality, I think a great way to go about that is to really understand what a hotel is. I don't know if you saw, I talked about this 
on another episode too. But did you see my article about the staffless hotel? I am so LinkedIn. behind, to be honest, because of baby, but <laughs> I'll catch up on it. <laughs> I got it. I got to show you. Yeah, We're going to talk about it at the owner's conference in October. But I was so it's going to be the first staffless hotel in Italy. And I was like, oh, you oh, wow. lifeless hotel. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 huh. no, no. I was like. Interesting. Go. No, we, the hospitality is about human connection. Yeah. Technology enhances it. Like I shouldn't still like, you know, like credit cards, payment processes that we don't want to do that in person. I get yeah. technology for that, things like that. But just to remove remove human connection from a hotel removes the hospitality from definitely. it. So now you're just a building, like you're lodging accommodation. I think it's definitely always intriguing for, to the investors that's a possibility because labor is obviously such a huge yeah, part of the so cost. true. But mm-hmm. yeah, I totally agree with you. It's not the same experience. And if you're going to a hotel, you really want to be able to interact with people and have, yeah, the human touch, I think, is so important. Of course, of course. Yeah. And just so to wrap up this episode, we always end with a question that I've asked you so many times. <laughs> but what does boutique mean to you, Carolyn? Yeah, to me, boutique is definitely about personalization, having the freedom with such, you know, small key hotels to really tap into the local community and create really unique art experiences and have our guests become really like regulars and not, you know, get drowned out by a giant three to thousand room hotel is such a difference when you're going to 23 room Pearl in San Diego. That's the key component for me. And it's definitely how I like to travel too, to feel really connected to the place. Mm -hmm. It's like a place of belonging Mm -hmm. when we go to boutique hotels. I love that. Thank you, Carolyn. It was so good seeing you. Oh my gosh, it's been way too long. We'll have to do our Venice Oh, well, we were going to go to Bali, but it's not there anymore. So I'll have to choose <laughs> anywhere else. Of- <laughs> there are other great places and p- places are always opening up. I just went to Market, which was really good. But it's like they call it coastal Italian or something. It was really delicious. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, let me know when you're around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Carolyn. This podcast is brought to you by Solanus, the intuitive boutique hotel property management system. Thanks for listening to The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Let us know what you think. To learn more about the world of boutique hospitality, be sure to check out our website, ella.org.